Why don't you lead us off? You never lead us off. I just don't. I don't even know how to do that. I don't, <laughs> totally at a loss for words. I don't know what that. You got what that this. Means. Power. Uh, Power. Fuck. It's the first day of spring. Is it the first? Is that why I can't breathe? Yep. Today is the very first day of spring. Do you know what that means? What does that mean? It's time for a positivity break. Positivity break. Positivity break. Doing a little spring cleaning on our brains. On your brains. Sweep out all that negativity, y'all. I'm going to read you some reviews for seeds. <laughs> what, 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 uh, what kind of seeds we got? Well, I've got two different kinds of seeds. The first one I'm going to tell you about is the purple snacks carrot. The the is that the purple snacks? Okay. Snacks is spelled S N A X. So it's the carrots that that the purple eats. Yeah. Okay. It's the purple snack carrots. Uh, <laughs> and there's just one review, one five star review for the purple snack carrots, and it says, "Delicious, sweet, full carrot flavor, and beautiful to look at too." Oh, so are these, these are like super special heirloom carrots? Yeah, they are purple on the outside and orange on the inside, which I okay. thought was delightful. Oh, that is so cute. So these are like the uh, the $5 an ounce farmer's market carrots. Yes. Okay. But if you buy the seeds on burpee.com, mm-hmm. you can plant them yourself. You can grow them yourself. And then when you give them a little squeeze to test their ripeness, the, uh, the farmer folks won't get pissed off at you. And the other one that we're going to, I'm, I'm just in a purple mood, I guess, because I'm also going to read two reviews for the Sugar Magnolia Pea, which <laughs> is similar to the Sugar Snap Pea. Is it a purple snap pea? But they're purple on the okay. outside. All right. All right. Purple snap peas, everybody. Get excited. This is a five-star review from D85. Beautiful and delicious. Beautiful flowers and delicious peas right off the vine. CCC3 has this five-star review. Strong, beautiful, easy to grow, productive. I planted this a bit too early and at the same time and same location as several other types of peas, including sugar snap. Sugar magnolia came up strong and I ended up with only one sugar snap plant and no others. It is producing strongly in early May, more peas than I've seen on other plants in the past and more than the single sugar snap plant. It is pretty too. That review was like Daft Punk's most arrhythmic song. Right? It was wonderful. And I just, <laughs> I'm just really excited that it's the first day of spring and there's all these little home growers out there who are going to plant their squashes and their peas and their whatever else, delphiniums I mean, and whatever. We're going to have that moment too because when we moved in mid, well, mid to end summer, we decided to buy a bunch of potted plants because we never owned no potted plants and we got all excited and named all our plants and they all died. But now- And they, they were succulents. It's springtime. <laughs> so we can watch other people do it. I'm pretty sure we've gotten to that. We were like overwatering them and now we're just not watering them because we're afraid oh. to. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're hey li- folks, you're yeah. listening to Everyone's a Critic. Yeah. The internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. Mostly about plants. We mostly talk about plants. She's Jess. And I'm Jonathan. <laughs> hey, that actually, I, I, I like that a lot more than uh, introducing myself, so that is fine. And you're going first this week, babe. I am going first. What are you bringing to the podcast for us later? Not going to tell you shit all about it. Not going to, okay. Proceed. Keep- Nice. That gets me real excited. It's a mystery and maybe a threat. 
Well, I'm excited to announce that we are finally, <gasps> at long last, <gasps> going on a trip. Yes. We're going on a trip to Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan? Well, hey there. I'm Tim Segway, Director of Communications for Notice Wisconsin. And I'm here to tell you why your family should choose Sheboygan for its next summer vacation. Did you know that in 1997, Sheboygan was named the best place to raise a family by Reader's Digest? Well, it's true. And over 20 years later, we still wear that title with pride. Did you also know Sheboygan is lovingly called the Chair City because of its long and cherished history in furniture manufacturing? Well, it's true. And we wear that title with pride too. It's sort of like being called Penciltown or Stapler Place. And I mean, really, what an honor. And did you know that Sheboyganites cook their bratwurst better than anyone in the Rust Belt? Well, it's true. As the Sheboygan City website puts it, when it comes to the manufacture, preparation, and digestion of brats, we are in first place. Oh boy, that makes me so hungry. And golly, we are so damn proud to eat that greasy, greasy meat. So this summer, bring the whole family to beautiful Sheboygan, because making real memories is such hard work. That's right, there's a lot of things to see and do in old Sheboygan, Wisconsin. We're gonna, as usual, start with the attractions first before we move on to a sort of culinary tour of Sheboygan, which will be not so much a tour as usual. Uh, but we are gonna do a, a very sweeping tour of several attractions that you can enjoy during your time in Sheboygan. Our first attraction on our road trip through Sheboygan is a big flag. <gasps> it's a big flag on a big pole, babe. How big is it? It's the Acuity flagpole. And boy, if you wanted numbers, if you're serious about that question, I got some numbers for your ass. I am so serious about that question. Tell me how big the flag is. This flag, which is owned by Acuity Insurance, a, uh, a fairly well-known underwriter of insurance policies, <laughs> uh, it is 70 by 140 feet. The, it's the tallest flagpole in North America, nearly 100 feet taller uh, than the Statue of Liberty. It's what? It's a 400-foot flagpole, babe, that weighs, wait for it, 420,000 pounds. It's how much taller than the Statue of Liberty? About 100 feet. It's <laughs> It's a, it, <laughs> over 500 gallons of paint cover the pole. So on and so on and so on. It's a big old flag with a big old raunchy pole. Okay. So, I think my next question can be assumed. Yeah. Why? Because what better way to advertise your insurance agency than with a big old flag to the, show how the, much you love America? The biggest fucking flag in the country. We've got a five-star review on TripAdvisor from WLAT Hart. This it, is amazing. So, this insurance, is it like in their parking lot? Yeah, it's just outside of their it's building. It's just outside of it, and it's just 100 feet taller than the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I mean, you could probably see it from space. Okay. So, you know, the, the astronauts on the ISS are like, oh, check it out. I got to remember to pay my insurance bill. <laughs> We've got a five-star review from WLAT Hart. Five stars. Yep, it's a huge flag. <laughs> 
You can see it from quite a distance away, and no, and no surprise with the size. Not likely something you'd make a special trip for, but something to watch for coming up on the horizon while traveling down the interstate at minimum. At minimum. At minimum. Safety, always important, even on TripAdvisor. Thank goodness. So just as a reminder, WLAT Heart says, not likely something you'd make a special trip for. Five stars from Ronnie H. 1938. A sight. My wife and I traveled over 800 miles just to see this flag. 800 miles. We were not disappointed. It's a great sight for any patriot to see. It puts a lump in you heart and increases your love for America. Every veteran should see this fantastic symbol for our nation and our freedom. We've got a two-star review from C. Kale. Now, who... If you have a lump in your heart, you should see a doctor. <laughs> now, who would give a two-star review to something so patriotic, right? Two stars. What an eyesore. <laughs> Excuse me, that eyesore is America? <laughs> I hate this thing. It is supposed to display our national flag. It is so big, you can usually see the pole, but not the flag. It is painted brown, so it sticks out like a giant bit of trash on the horizon. Painted gray, so it fades out in the sky. I want to be clear. I am not criticizing the flag. The review is for the pole. The review topic is acuity flagpole. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Brown is garish though. Yeah. Like that that much I love brown. Mm-hmm. I think it's an underrated color. I think it's great. It's that's a lot of brown, huh? Yeah. Sort it's of a garish. Sort of a World War One doughboy brown. Yikes. Um, sort of just a big, big muddy pole. We got a fi- with five hundred gallons of that crappy brown paint. We got a five star review from Sabrina N. That's one big flag. Is it? Was touring a visitor from Scotland. When I told her it's the biggest flag in the country, we had to stop, and she took pictures. It wasn't nighttime, but still very impressive. I just... How tall is the flagpole again? It is 100 feet taller than the Statue of Liberty, my dude. Is the flag a hazard at half-mast is kind of what my brain is wondering right now. (laughs) Um, I mean, that big old flag is still 200 feet high, so nah. So, so and the flag's only 100 f- feet long. Uh, let me double check my math. It's 70 by 140 feet. Okay. So it still has 80 feet of clearance. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some perspective. Each star is nearly three feet across, and each stripe is five feet high. I needed to know that. So each stripe is as tall as a, as a small person. I bet if you... um took a picture of that at night you'd get a real clear image yeah why why we got a one-star review i just this is like truck nuns for a country uh, right you well know, we don't need it doesn't have to be bigger to say we're better we've got a controversial review oh is it our, me? La- our last one for the yeah our last one for the flag bob from verona one star yeah it's a big flag I'm sure my reaction won't please some readers, but I'm impressed by what a donor does for veterans, not by the size of the symbol that donor puts up. How many artificial limbs or wheelchairs or therapy sessions might have been paid for with the money that went into the flag? I'm all for honoring veterans, but I'd rather do that by caring for the veterans who are still in pain. We've got a response from the Acuity Insurance Social (gasps) Media Community Specialist. Oh, hot damn. Now you're wondering, 
all very all very valid feedback. Yeah, I would say all so. very valid. What do they so. have to say to that? Yeah. Thank you for your feedback, Bob. It is appreciated. We proudly host the flag, as well as the Veterans Memorial at its base, as a symbol to the sacrifices so many of our military members, active and veterans, made for the freedoms we enjoy in the U.S. We welcome many veterans to this memorial, as well as any general public that wants to visit. You can learn more about the flag and memorial on our website. Oh, okay. Okay. And is there like a fine print about what they donate to the VA? Like that's <laughs> yeah. maybe just maybe just in between uh, the lines me, there's teeny little Yeah, let me let me take my glasses off okay. so I can get if real you could close. Just get real close and just get, see maybe, um, like a, maybe a little fine. You're print right. There. there is about a two point italicized uh little sentence here. Oh yeah, um, what's, what's okay? Also go fuck yourself. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, okay, oh wow. okay, I see. All right. Okay. Mm, yeah. That's what I expected. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh God, I hope we never get popular because we're going to get sued out of our fucking minds. By acuity. By acuity. Yikes. Well, I, sh- hey, donate to the VA, acuity. I'm sure they're extremely litigious. I'm sure they are. We have reviews for another attraction, Victorian Chocolate Shop. <laughs> shop shop spelled in the old shop-a. English. Yes. Because it's Victorian, so it's a shop. It's a shop. We've got a uh, five-star review from OV. F-L-C-I-K-A. Chocolate aficionados only. (laughs) I love chocolate. Not the stuff you get in the grocery store. The good stuff. That good stuff is here at this little downtown shop with a nondescript facade. But inside, that is where heaven makes its chocolate. (laughs) I peruse the glass-cased offerings closer than inspecting the fingernails of a five-star chef. Each flavor was labeled. Do you do that frequently? <laughs> is that something you have the option to do very frequently? Let me stop is you right that, there. Okay, let me stop you right there. <laughs> when was the last time you went to a five-star, you know, you went to like a three Michelin star restaurant mm. and you were like, hey, uh, could I see the chef's fingernails? <laughs> just real, before we eat, would you mind, can I just look at his hands for like a minute? Not the line cooks that actually cook the food, though. No, no, no. No, no, just the head one, the head mm. chef, the executive chef. Just, I'd like to, I'd like to see his fingernails. Just the really rude and shouty one. These fingernails are full of cocaine. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, we're gonna run through some. We got, we got a few more, babe. We got to run through them real fast. Okay. All right, we're taking a tour, a quick tour. Quick we got tour, really, we got tour. really held up at the fucking flagpole. Okay, well, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> we got two reviews for the Sheboygan Spaceport. <gasps> Spaceport? I need you to say wait, that out wait, loud with me because it's wait, fun. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Sheboygan Spaceport? Sheboygan Spaceport. Why didn't you lead with this? So apparently uh, NASA had some plans to build a spaceport in Sheboygan, if I remember my Wikipedia research correctly. Uh, it never happened. But Damn. they built like a little space museum anyway. Um, or at least some people did. And it's genuine, it genuinely sounds pretty cool. Oh, I uh, love space. Unfortunately, most people that go to the spaceport just want to go to the bounce house. I mean, I want to go to the Bounds House at the Sheboygan Spaceport. Four, four stars from Sapphire Debord H. Fun, but unsupervised. Basically, we skipped the history lessons and went straight to the Bounce House upstairs, as everyone didn't exactly want to go through that whole space thing. It was your loss, dude. It was packed, and there were next to none, if not no, supervisors around. Even though the kids got bruises from the material, this was expected, and we still had a great time, even if we were sitting in the lounge trying to take a nap. Uh, so the reason they wanted supervisors is because they did not plan to supervise their own children. Well, no. 
They got to do that shit 24-7. They need a break. Excuse me? That needs to be somebody else's job. I mean, this sounds like a place I want to go. I want to go through the museum space part, though. <laughs> I want to see the space part. Now. Where the space is. We've got one review for the... I'm, I'm just going to cut you off. That's we're, fine. We're, That's running, fine. we're running long, and it's my fault. We got, we got one review for Blue Harbor Resort and Conference Center Water Park, which is a real mouthful. Wowza. Okay. That's right. Um, this is a four screenshot review. So oh, it's a long one. So okay. we're just going to do it. And then if we can't make it happen in post, we just can't make it happen in fucking post. Um, we got a one star review from Nick Hoffman. Unacceptable. My friend and I always do little trips with our boys. Kids off of school Friday, and we were super excited for some R&R. So I'm going to stop him right there. Their idea of some R&R is to, is to get a room at the fucking water park resort. With their children, so it's not R&R for them. No. First impression, very stale and unimpressed with first three people of contact at resort. Get checked in. Drive the door number one for our fourth floor fireplace lakeview room. Get to the elevator and it's out of service. Really? Why didn't you just tell us that? We could have used a different entrance to get us to the fourth floor. Look, I'm not lazy. In fact, I love exercise. But to haul in coolers, bags, etc. for two moms and four kids. Get to our room overlooking the parking lot. No lake view and the room is freezing. Yep, no lake view. Onto our stay. Water park was as expected. We've been here before. Check to see what time ice cream coffee shop closed. Thought it would be a great little treat for later. Closes at 8 p.m. Great. Get there at 7.50 for the last treat of the night. Closed early. What? What? The, who does that? Kids super disappointed. <laughs> Whatever. Back to our rooms we go. Rooms again freezing and a horrible draft coming in from sliding doors. Again, whatever. Wake up in the morning freezing. Feeling go like P. Diddy? <laughs> go to turn fireplace on. Doesn't work. After a couple minutes, boom, it lights up and the gas smell is awful. Whatever. Turn it off. Gonna grab a quick shower to get coffee and some oatmeal. In my towel, ready to jump in the shower, wait, I see some hair. Now I see a ton of hair. All over the shower side rails and tub, gross. Took some quick photos, rinsed it down, and jumped in. Seriously, I was in my towel. Was not going to wait for someone to clean it. Get dressed to get coffee and oatmeal. Get there. They are out of oatmeal and no fruit. Said they haven't had any chance to get any. Okay, whatever. Gal was super nice and mocha coffee was great. Back to the room, we decided to ask for a little later checkout and for sure, address the hair in the shower. For $250 a night, there was no excuse for the hair in the shower. Called the front desk. Unfortunately, I couldn't understand the gal. And she kept referring to me as sir. Ex <laughs> explained the hair incident to her and asked for a little later checkout. She put me on hold to talk with her senior manager. Came back saying we could check out a half an hour later and they would make sure the shower was clean for the next guest. Left in complete silence. Asked to speak to her manager. He came on the phone and asked me to explain everything again with an attitude. Look, I am not looking for an argument, but treatment within reason for a $250 night stay. He stated that they had a lot of guests coming and they could do a 12 o'clock checkout and could possibles give us a credit, but had to talk to his senior manager. Wait, I thought I was talking with the senior manager. Nope, wasn't. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we'd let it be and check the invoice to see if there was a credit. <laughs> Go to water park to hang out until checkout. Head back to room about 11.45 to take things to the car. Can't get in room. Our keys no longer worked for our rooms. 
Kids sat outside of door while I ran to the front desk. Get there, manager didn't even acknowledge me or look up at me. Before I even said a word. Hmm. Anyway, asked for my key to be turned on for room 408. Seriously, this guy is right in front of me and never looked up. Gal next to him gets my key turned on and hands it back. I walk away and turn back to him. The manager staring me down with a smirk on his face. Whatever! <laughs> room freezing. <laughs> room freezing again. Oh my god. Just popping into the room real quick to grab stuff. Made sure to mention it's fucking it's freezing. It's fucking cold in here. We ended up getting $35 off our room. Great. Not coming back. Have you ever read the book, Alexander's Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day? Right? right? No, but right? Because that's what it was. That's t- <laughs> like just boom, 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 boom. Stream of I consciousness. Sh- Here's everything that happened. Stream of consciousness where I'm sure they did not leave out a fucking thing. Not a fucking thing. <sighs> okay, let's go to your topic. Okay. We're about 25 minutes in. Holy shit. All that school gave me a big brain. So when I drink craft beer, it doesn't all taste the same. I majored in French and I don't have a job. I went to grad school. That's right. It's Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) Hey, babe. Did you know I went to grad school? Did you did we both went to we graduated at the same time. It we was cute. To, it was cute. We, we had the same ceremony, school. yeah. You know who else went to grad school? Who? Some reviewers on Beer Advocate. <laughs> and you know what? I felt like we didn't give them their fair shake. I when you said Tales from the Crypt, I just assumed you were doing something totally different and that was the gag. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. We, all right. Nope. I I shocked it with an AED. It came back to life. <laughs> This is a fucking bad idea. <laughs> this is a great idea. Okay. We are going to start. <clears throat> we are going to start with the breakfast stout from the Founders Brewing Company. The one that I, that's, I've had that. Yeah, it's so good. It's good beer. It's, it's good. The commercial description for the breakfast stout is the coffee lover's consummate beer. Brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, two types of coffee, this stout has an intense fresh roasted java nose topped with a frothy cinnamon colored head that goes forever. (laughs) That's the commercial description. So they paid someone to write that one. Yeah. And well written it is. Mm -hmm. They did not pay Stony B to leave this five out of five. Oh, bullshit. Review. Bullshit. Fake review. Ode to a breakfast stout. Or the years I've loved many beers, thought I knew them in and out, but I never truly loved a beer till I tried Founder's Breakfast Stout. Perchance it was the silky pour that opened up my eyes, Fuck mysterious me. jet black liquid mocha foam, the perfect size. I, if... I thought she looked a beauty. Well, I was even more impressed by her chocolate and coffee aroma. Just a whiff made me feel blessed. What truly won me over and made my heart begin to race was bringing the glass to my lips and taking that very first taste. <laughs> coffee as strong and thick as tar. Chocolate as sweet as a Hershey's bar. Oatmeal as smooth as an elegant dame. So complex and yet a delight just the same. You may say I've lost my senses, that my mind has taken flight, but if loving a beer is wrong, my friends, I don't want to be right. (laughs) 
Is that is that where we're gonna be living for your, your this topic? This is where we're gonna be. Get excited! I don't, I don't, I don't want to live here. The property value is just plummeting. Guess it's, what? What? You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. It's my turn. Oh man. <clears throat> Sarantis Grisky has this 4.45 out of 5 review. Went out to get a steak, but I went to the bar first. Saw Founders on tap and just asked for whatever it was. Thought it would probably be an IPA. Barman goes, it's the breakfast stout. It's like 9% alcohol. Are you sure? It wasn't the- Whoa, whoa, hold the fuck up. <laughs> no, no bartender in the history of the universe has ever looked at someone who was having their first drink. And said, it's like 9%. Are you sure? Are you sure? No. Bullshit. It wasn't the morning. <laughs> Breakfast time is where, in parentheses. Where did the they plebeians. go to get a steak? The fucking Mormon church? I don't yep. understand. But I, of course, said, sure. And I got a nice pour of this silky black beer in a little snifter glass. I joked to the wife that I don't think this is something you'd have for breakfast unless you're a raging alcoholic. <laughs> Good she joke. informed me that the name was ironic, and that was the point of the name, and I missed it. We sat at the table, and I sipped this beer. <laughs> Smooth as heck with a coffee aroma and a heavy body. Went down almost without a trace, not leaving any heavy metallic red residue taste that I sometimes find with the stout. Enjoyed this beer while waiting on the steak with not a bad buzz to boot. Good stout. <laughs> I, will, I will say... At least had the courage to to mention that the wife corrected him and and then didn't like amend it in any way. Nope. Just left just, it in. So just, you know I joked what? And she said, "Nah, dog." You you got points for that one, but you're still in the red. <laughs> you gotta take some. You gotta take some fucking questions and get them right, and then maybe Alex Trebek can put you in the fucking white. Are you ready for a three point nine one review? What a butchering! A butchering. Took it out back and killed it. This is from Raymond M. Let's hear it, Raymond. Okay, so let me start off with a preface. My wifey brings home a lot of free dark chocolate. Let's stop you right there. <laughs> uh, now, we, we read a lot of hubbies. We get hubby a lot. Somehow that doesn't bother me. I mean, that bothers me, but not quite as bad. My wifey. Okay. Brings home a lot of free dark chocolates, which we always end up giving away. Now back to the review. <laughs> I always drink my stouts a little cooler than room temperature. I do this because I love the head and because I get the best aromas off the head this way. First off, the color was spectacular. The oats gave it a super full body richness, which also made it super thick and dark. I grabbed a 350 lumen flashlight and I could feel see a dark tan around the very edge of the glass with a regular flashlight i could not see any light at all this is important <clears throat> awesome i love my stout stout super dark and full-bodied the head was also thick i tilt the glass 45 degrees and fill it halfway then i straighten the glass and slam the rest of the bottle can into the glass for a nice head Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I, incredibly sort of dextery and precise, but sure, sure. That, that is how you should do it. 
Mind you, this is a smidgen cooler than room temperature. I'm guessing around 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. As for smell, it was also great. But sadly, like I said with my preface, I dislike dark chocolate. And the smell was very prevalent with dark chocolate. The taste was fantastic. I love that it was not overly bitter at all. As a matter of fact, it was creamy and smooth. But that dark chocolate taste was extremely prevalent, which I do not like. Mind you, this is just me. If you like dark chocolate smell and taste, this might be for you, but it wasn't for me. May I also add that it had a high 8.3 ABV, but both me and my wifey did not feel that it was that high at all. We both agreed that it felt less than Founder's regular porter, my favorite, which is only 6.5 ABV. So the ABV on our four-pack was weaker than marked. Weird. They wear they wear socks with their sandals so fucking hard that they just put the sandals in their closet with the socks already in them. <laughs> the the socks are like stitched into the sandals. I'm pretty sure that review was written by Gail from Breaking Bad. I think so. Okay, I know we're long. I've got one more, and uh, then and then that's we can... perfect. Okay. Yeah. This is by oh. This is by a hypercube. Ooh, is that something from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I have no idea. Probably is. Oh, goodness. It's a 4.49 review. It seemed quite silly, in my opinion, to drink <laughs> uh, this beer cold. I had one at Fridge Temp yesterday, and I was profoundly disappointed. I have basically been saving the experience of trying this beer for later in my life since two years ago. Trying it for a second time now at room temperature, and it is considerably more complex and balanced. But IDK, just not blown away. (laughs) Look. Incredibly dark, just a trace of reddish cola color can be noted at the edges of the body, which when held to light, but it's as dark as espresso. A thin film of cappuccino foam lingers on the top and leaves sticky waves of lacing on the glass. Smell, roast coffee, espresso, black olives, dark chocolate, (laughs) coffee, molasses, toffee, prunes, raisin, vanilla, milk, oatmeal, cloves. Calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck. You can't just throw everything that is dark colored into your flavor profile. You also can't bury the lead. You can't bury black olives right in the middle. Right as if in the fucking middle. Nobody's going to notice. Just right there. Charcoal. Black sesame seeds. Squid ink. Um. Avocado rinds. <laughs> it's a fantastic aroma, but if you wish to appreciate it, I hope you like coffee. Taste. Salty as hell. <laughs> that, that that beer's got a fucking tood. <laughs> Oddly enough, there's just an edge of oatmeal flavor right before the anticipatedly huge coffee note, which dances around the vanilla, dark chocolate, molasses, toffee, dried fruit, and black olives. All the way to the finish. It ends in almost entirely plain charcoal with a touch of unsweetened chocolate and coffee acidity. Alcohol is difficult to make out in all of that. If it was flat, you could easily mistake it for a mildly sweetened cold brew. By the way, when cold, the only detectable flavors are chocolate, coffee, and olives. (sighs) 
I mean, I oh, guess I man. get it, but like. Feel super drinkable. Uh, nice thickness. To my taste, it could be just a smudge thicker and more syrupy. Overall, this brew reminds me very much of my first ever Russian Imperial Stout, Old Rasputin by North Coast. Had that one too. A touch less salty with much more coffee flavor. It it is also a delectable offering, but not one that I see as superior at all. If anything, I think I prefer Old Rasputin. I mean, don't we all prefer Old Rasputin? Me? You know? You know? Yeah. It just won't stay dead. One of the first beers I ever got drunk on. I know. Oh, good, mu- good memories. Can I be honest with you? Always. I'm a, I'm a little PO'd. At me. To, to borrow a Jessism, I'm, I'm a little PO'd. Yeah. I. Because I found some good ass shit. Because you you stole my segment and did it did it good, did it right. <laughs> not not just did it better because it could still be bad. This that was like funny. <laughs> I tried, I tried. Yeah, and famously I didn't. So oh got, no, that's not what I meant at all. Oh no, I'm a little darling, PO'd. Darling. We're, we're going back to Sheboygan. Sheboygan. All right, we're gonna. You can't vent- be upset in Sheboygan. We're gonna vent our frustrations in in Sheboygan. So rather than doing a big sweeping culinary uh, tour, I found one restaurant that was particularly interesting. Okay. And there's a bit of a there's a bit of a story behind it. This is a story of two restaurants, both founded by Chef Rob in Sheboygan. The first one was called Margot. It's classified on Yelp as French. It is uh, very fine, mm-hmm. fine dining, expensive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. things you would expect. Chef he's Rob, got very clean fingernails. He's got vi- Chef Rob very clean fingernails. He closed Margot down and replaced it with the Black Pig. Oh, the Black Pig, still very expensive, is a quote unquote casual eatery, a sort of gastro pub, if you will. And so, what we're going to find out is that Chef Rob took this sort of fine dining French restaurant and decided that he could attract more people if he made it down home and did the sort of what what these reviews made me realize a lot of restaurants do, and that I think we we sort of some some folks fall victim to without really thinking about it. This sense that you can make you can make food really gourmet by just adding a lot of expensive fatty shit to it. Yeah. That's kind of the Black Pig's whole MO. So as we're reading these reviews for the Black Pig, we're gonna be thinking about the sort of menu items that are being referenced. And and we're gonna build our image of the black pig from that. Alrighty. We got a five-star review from Paul K. Bartender knew what she was doing. Perfect martini. The food was excellent, excellently prepared with a twist. I got the mussels. Instead of coming in the white wine and lemon broth, it was tomato sauce with, wait for it, bacon. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going back. We've got a four-star review from Joe T. Popped in for a late lunch. They were closing at 2 o'clock p.m. to get ready for a private Christmas party, so I got the special. A fried mac and cheese patty covered with a mild cheese sauce and topped with a mound of barbecue pulled pork. 
Wow. So you took you took a noodle dish, you made it like a patty and deep fried it, and then you covered it in what is basically candy meat. So yeah, we were all getting lunch at the Applebee's and I got <laughs> I got this amazing new dish they have. It's mac and cheese, but they deep fry it, huh? <laughs> and they put a whole bunch of pulled pork on the top. Oh you don't say. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, says Joe T. I know it sounds weird, but it was delicious. The crisp breading and the rich sauce complemented the mac and cheese. The pulled pork was tender with a sweet barbecue sauce. It was the perfect size for me. Joe. Joe. That's, that should be the tagline for the, the black pig. Perfect size for Joe. The perfect size for Joe T. <laughs> Service was very good since the restaurant was basically empty. <laughs> We've got a four-star review from Maggie C. Stopped in for a drink and some appetizers after a day in Kohler, which is, I think, a town named after one of the uh, factories, one of Kohler's factories, like the like jacuzzi bath company, whatever. Yeah, faucets and that shit. Yeah, yeah, they got a factory there. That... Oh, so like Alcoa, like it's just named after. Yeah, it's just oh, okay. it's just Kohler. Okay. Or however you say that. Uh, the truffle and black pepper bacon fries are amazing. The corn and bacon fritters were great, too. I guess it's the bacon. Ha! Ha! Not crowded at all, but we were there at an off time. If we were hungrier, we would have had more food because it was great. I mean, I bet it was. It's salt, fat, salt, fat, sweet, sugar, salt, fat. Turns out when you put bacon on stuff, it gets better. It's delicious. Turns out if you want to attract people to your restaurant, just put fucking bacon on everything. It's delicious. And call it the black pig. That's what people like. Well, people like bacon, Chef, <laughs> Chef Rob said one morning. And I just can't get these Sheboygan folks into my hoity-toity French restaurant, so I guess we'll just put bacon on all the fucking shit. Let's put bacon on the fries. I got clean fingernails. <laughs> We've got a two-star review from Amelia H. Ate there last night. Service was very slow. We are a very relaxed group and like to joke around. However, the waitress became a little too comfortable with us, which was made clear when she started to swear and told us the chefs get really mad when you ask to cut their sandwiches in half. Bare big butt pork sandwich was dry and not very tasteful. Fries were good. Spinach salad was good. For the price of the food versus quality and service, I doubt I will return. So what this group of adults did, what this group of adults did was was joke around with their waitress. And when she said a curse word, when she said a cuss, they got real offended. Listen, listen. What if she said the ass word? Oh, which... What if she said sucks? What if she said sucks? Oh, we can't talk about sucks. We'll have to put the explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Can I tell you, I love a sheepish swear word from like a random like yeah. person. From yeah, a, yeah. I, I love a, like a little tiny, like, oh, shit. And then they look at you yeah. like, <gasps> and you're like, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, or that, or that moment when someone that you're having like a public interaction with realizes that they're in like comfortable, comfortable surrounds and decides yeah. to just be themselves. Just is like, well, and it was fucking awful. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Whew, thanks. Yeah. Whew, yeah. It was fucking uh, yeah, awful. Like, wasn't it? Fuck those people. Oh yeah. Well, fuck that. <laughs> just everything shifts. 
And I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day. Sorry about those fucking people. <laughs> Sounds shitty. <laughs> We've got a one-star review from Laura S. Terrible service. They changed their hours, but neglected to post them anywhere. We walked in at 1.50 p.m. thinking they closed at 3. The extremely inferior manager handed us menus and stood over us saying we had to order now. Okay, we have never been here and will never be back. Get your act together. Suggestion, don't change your hours until you post them. Even the door said they close at 3. Inferior. Inferior. What kind of balls? do you have to have to go on the internet and call another human being inferior Inferior. Like specifically inferior. Like what kind of fucking monster do you <laughs> need to be? I, I usually don't come for people specifically, but what kind of fucking monster do you need to be to call another human living, breathing human being yeah. inferior to you yeah. on the internet? It's it's a daunting choice of words. It's just, challenging. You can get the fuck out. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sure you're a great person and you had a bad day. Don't call another human being inferior to you. Yeah, just because they got their hours mixed up. Like, like mm, just don't. They didn't kill your dog. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> We've got a three-star review from Samantha P., a Yelp elite user. <laughs> I've eaten here several times, enough that I don't need to look at the menu. But I do. I, <laughs> I keep hoping a praying for a change. Something new and different. Usually, the wait staff is incredibly kind and professional. Today, someone different waited on me. His abrasive style didn't go over well. Late to the table. I never heard if there were specials, but by that time, I was fairly hangry. So I went with the meatloaf. It was excellent. The waiter <laughs> should probably read into my tip a bit. <laughs> it's been a long time since we talked about tips, babe. I know. It's been a long ass time since I was like, okay, Jess, you got real heated about that last one. Let's not call anybody a monster anymore. <laughs> Let's be cool. Everything's fine. Be chill, Jess. Always tip well, y'all. Mm-hmm. Anybody who actually listens to this, any, I'm just going to shout into the void and hope someone hears, always tip well, unless they came to your table and they killed your child in front of you. Always tip well. They don't make enough money. You live in America. Yeah. So the question is, if you, if you went to your day job where you're paid hourly and like you're having an off day and then your boss is just like, well... I'm going to pay you like a third of what you normally get because you had an off day. That would be unheard of. That would be insane. That would be unconscionable. And then you got fucking 10% or you got a – okay, like if you had a headache and you went to work and you were off and you like were a little bit rude with your coworkers and Mm. then your your boss was like, didn't like your performance today, here's a chick track instead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's a piece of paper where I wrote, I only give God 10%, so why do you get 18? That's mm. what you get today. That's it. That sounds Excuse very specific. Me? Excuse me? Do you know someone who gave a chick track instead of a tip? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> that might be best. Um, but yeah, it is like tip professions are the only job where you can just lose income because someone doesn't like you. Ugh. And that's Ugh. fucked. Jeez. So fucked. We've got a one-star review from, from <laughs> Jana T. 
I was so positive. I just got to think about vegetables. More more purple carrots. More purple carrots. Purple veg. I had watermelon salad. They charged <laughs> they charged 13.5 for a few small slices of melon and side greens. Service was mediocre. Now I know from reading other reviews that that it, it's not just a watermelon salad, it's a quote unquote compressed watermelon salad. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure means nothing. Where do you get off buying a watermelon and charging thirteen dollars <laughs> for it? I can eat a whole watermelon for less than thirteen dollars. I can eat a whole watermelon by myself. For five bucks. Yeah, I can eat a good ass watermelon yeah. for less than thirteen dollars. I'll eat it all by myself. <laughs> I don't even need your greens. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. We've got a four-star review from Allison A., a Yelp elite user. As a vegetarian... (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) Yes! This is my shit! I'm ready! As a vegetarian, I find it strange that they honor pigs on the wall with quotes about their intelligence, etc., while serving pigs up in every way possible. That said, I'm happy they offer so many quality vegetarian options, including a vegetable mac and cheese, vegetarian french fries, I hope they are truly fried in vegetable oil of some kind, a vegetarian panini, etc. Also, the atmosphere is warm and the surface is friendly and efficient. So this hasn't been mentioned. Uh, She worries about the french fries being vegetarian because they do in fact normally fry their french fries in duck fat. That seems excessive. It seems excessive, but it pulls the people in off the that streets. That seems excessive. Pulls them in better than fucking Margot. <laughs> what do you have? Do you have escargot there? <laughs> Is what they said at the door before turning around. <laughs> I bet you close at two instead of three. <laughs> we, uh. got, we got a one-star review from Carson K. Not only did they have a small menu, they proceeded to call out my friend after not having enough funds on his card in front of the whole restaurant. (gasps) If this is supposed to be a quality place, why make such a rude move? We covered his tab and promptly left. We most likely will not return after this. Simply unprofessional and rude, especially from a restaurant with normally high ratings. Highly disappointed. That's rude as shit. (laughs) Uh, because I, I just feel like if you're a normal human, I mean, I obviously don't know the ages of these people, but if you're a normal human being between the age of 20 and 30, there's going to be a moment in your life where you think you have $20 on your debit card and you only have about five. Yeah. You know, you're going to every, I every person is going to have that moment. Yeah. We have all been there. And I just, I want to normalize that. Why, mm. why we have a bit of a, bit of a, you know, platform. I just want to normalize it. Everybody's going to have that moment where mm-hmm. they think literally I've got $20 on my debit card. I'm going to be fine. And it turns out you only have five because 10, you know, 15 got taken out for whatever. We have all been there and it is not okay to shame people for it. Now I will say. <laughs> I will say if you if you think you've got twenty dollars on your debit card and that's all you've got, truffle oil mac and cheese might not be the most sound financial investment. It might not be. Usually, I feel like <laughs> this happens at a Walmart. At least yeah. for me, this has happened at a Walmart, and I got judged by an elderly woman. Yeah. yeah. But 
So that was different. So maybe don't get truffle fries. But I'm just saying, we have all been there. We've all had that moment yeah. where it's, oh, shit. I'm going to pretend that it's not because I don't have enough money. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that the, the fucking chip's not working. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, man. I've been having trouble with this chip all week. That is the way to do it. <laughs> We've got a one-star review from Jamie Lee W., a Yelp elite user. I was so excited to try this place based on the Yelp reviews, and I mean, how can you go wrong with a bacon appetizer? Or bacon in general? Well, apparently you can. The chipotle bacon tasted like bad jerky. The brown sugar bacon was mostly fat and grizzle, and the salt and pepper was fine, but nothing my dad couldn't cook up at home. Their truffle oil mac and cheese is literally truffle oil with mac and cheese submerged in it. I was so gross. It was so gross. I had to pass on eating it or anything else because I lost my appetite as a whole. I'm going to emphasize real quick, Yelp elite user. My husband almost vomited at the table from his meal. Just awful and gross. We'll never, ever, ever return. Well, shit, dog. I don't think, I don't think that happens. I, I, just, don't, I don't think that, I don't think people do that. I think you're just being an ass. I think you're just being an ass. I think you've got a Yelp a Yelp fucking tag on your account, and that makes you feel like a big person, and so you decided to be an ass. I do think there is one valid point in there, because it's that what I feel about most of these, like, you know, fat, salt, sugar yeah. uh, restaurants, and that's, my fucking dad can make this better at, for free for yeah. me when I visit my home. That's a fair point. If I, if I ate, if my dad knew how to cook vegetarian food for me... He would do it so well. Yeah. And I can picture the mac and cheese being, I mean, I've seen that kind of mac and cheese. I'm sure that that's probably accurate. No one vomited at the table. Nobody vomited. Nobody came close to vomiting. Nobody was, no. Mm -mm. I mean, also, if, if your husband vomited, like, right, like, after consuming... It was a that I mean you should you should get that checked out. There's a <laughs> there's a compounding issue there. Yeah. Like that's not how food poisoning works. I've had it. No. Um <laughs> so so thus ends the tale of two chefs. The tale of two chefs. The tale of the two same, restaurants or whatever the, same the fuck chef I said. In Sheboygan. The chef of Sheboygan. Oh, the sad things. Can we just I I just remembered how PO'd I am. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. We are gonna talk about La Fin du Monde. La fin du monde. So, the end of the world. Oh, oh, la fin, oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. La fin du monde. Yeah, yeah, that's a good name. It's a good it name. Is. I do like it a lot. I like saying it a lot. <laughs> la fin du monde was developed through 18 months of research on a unique strain of yeast originating from Europe. It is brewed in honor of the intrepid European explorers who believed they had reached the end of the world when they discovered North America the new world this triple style golden ale recreates the style of beer originally developed in the middle ages by trappist monks for special occasions and as such it is the first of its kind to be brewed in north america that is the commercial description for la fin du monde brewed by unibro it's a quebecois beer so i don't mm. uh, i don't know how to pronounce all the all the words oh we're good because I didn't take French in college like you did. Do you want me to have a shot at it? I'll fuck it up worse than you do. It's it's una una bro, una, una bro, una bro yo yo. It's just got o u e at the end, and I don't know what to do with that. My oh. my dumb American nope. brain is like, no oh fuck, clue. I don't know what to. Do with it. I can't put vowels next to each other in English. I can't do it. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, we were gonna <laughs> we got two reviews for La Fin de Mont. <laughs> I'm just I, there. I said it like seven times. I'm done now. Your quota is filled. Congrats. Filled. Hip Cat Hobbs has this 4.5, 4.45 review. Probably my favorite beer, but points off because the bottling conditioning makes it a bit too carbonated. Finn, that's it. That's it. It got off a uh, 50.55 because the carbonation was. And in, in beer advocate speak, yeah. that is like... That's a lot. That's like a 3.5 star review in beer advocate talk. Yeah. You know, like that's... In beer in beer advocate years, yeah. Yeah. B. Radley Dale has this 4.85 review. So this is the good shit. This is it. The winner. The holy grail of beer. A perfectly spiced Belgian that is smooth and sweet. This is as good as beer can get. Mm. One of only two religious experiences I've had when drinking a beer. (laughs) Enjoy it. This is the end of the world. Not since they were baptized in a stout as a small baby. Have Have they they had a religious experience involving (laughs) beer? And they don't name the other beer. Like, I know, right? What a this cruel is thing to do. Number two religious experience. Yeah. And they don't tell us what their like come to Jesus moment for <laughs> beer is. I guess I'm being a little monotheistic, you know, but they don't tell us their other like nirvana reaching moment for beer. They don't. I just don't I guess I'm being a little monotheistic. I like that. I, I, you know, the- I just I, I I grew up a Baptist. <laughs> Um, so that's all I have to say about La... I'm not going to say it again. That's all I have to say about... Oh, say it again. La really? Fin de Monde. Yeah, there you go. Really get it. Really get in there. Okay, I'm done. I See, I should have majored in French. I wouldn't have a job, but I'd speak French. <laughs> um. Okay, so this is the last beer we're going to talk about. It is Exponential Hoppiness by the Alpine Beer Company. Here is the commercial description. This hop monster uses multiple kettle hop additions with the technique of doubling the hop amount each addition. Exponentially. <laughs> Add in the hop back and the continuous dry dry hopping and you start getting the picture. The beer is finished off with a body bag sized of hop bag full of hop cones and oak chips. There it is. What the fuck? The beer is finished off with a body bag sized hop bag full of hop cones and oak chips. There it ages and mellows, disguising the alcohol content for a double strong, incredibly hoppy, yet drinkable beer. So that's the one somebody got paid for. Right. I just want to throw that in. I just feel like that's yeah, important. Yeah, the, the, yet, the yet drinkable bringing into question much of their sort of approach to this, this particular brew. <laughs> um... Singman B has this 4.58 star review. 22-ounce bottle poured into a snifter. Classic start. Here we go. Appearance. Orange copper hue. Taste. Pine, booze, and sweet malt. Mouthfeel. Medium attenuation. Smell. Dankity-dank-dank! God. 
the the whole first part i was like this is really normal this is really normal and something fucking dumb is gonna happen because I, you picked it yes yes screenshotted it so i know it's gonna be fucking bad overall very tasty triple ipa <laughs> I just, tell, tell me it's all caps no, it's not. Uh, I, I made it all caps. It's just, but that's, for some reason, that's worse to me. It's yeah. worse to me that it's capital D. Dankity dank dank. Dankity dank dank. Like, that's it. Like, 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 like the fucking end of shaving a haircut. Just dankity yep. dank dank. Yep. What a, what a Looney Tunes character says like, before what? it speeds off down the highway. Dankity dank dank. And for me, that was better. It was better that it wasn't capitalized. It, no attention was drawn to it. Just that, that's what thank you, thank you. What else is there to say? I mean, fuck. <laughs> that's how they. That was. That's how they closed their uh, valedictorian speech. Yeah. When they graduated high school. No, when they graduated with their grad degree. <laughs> Dangity dang dang. And then they mooned the whole audience. The whole audience. It was Patch Adams the whole time. <laughs> Mark WP has this 4.76 review. Ooh. Poured into a stemmed beer glass. This may be the only Alpine IPA I haven't had. Super pumped to say I've had them all. Alpine does no harm. Let's see if this holds true with this. Pours. Amber, hazy, with one finger of cream-colored head. Hop gunk all up in this. <laughs> I wonder if this was a fail or if it's always like that. Either way, let's see how the gritty stuff feels inside the mouth. Oh, let's find out. Let's take a journey together <laughs> to find out how the gritty stuff feels inside the bit we eat with. Aroma is crazy good. Alpine in style, yet with an eccentric twist. You get green chronic, spiced orange, tamarind, fresh cut oak, pineapple, sweet pipe tobacco, cumin, white pepper, pine, Turkish apricot, and all sorts of Calm citrus peel. Calm the fuck down. Calm. All sorts of citrus peel. Any kind you can think of. Gave up on that. <laughs> Made sure to specify the country of origin of the apricot. Like an asshole. All sorts. Couldn't couldn't name a fruit. Uh, can't, mm, what's a citrus fruit? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. A tangelo? Mm, too long. Too long. Can't do it. I also like green chronic. I just... Because they counted the number of danks in their review, and they were like, mm, too many. Better change this one to Green Chronic. Gotta gotta switch to the old thesaurus real quick. Got on thesaurus.com and typed in dank. <clears throat> this one smells like the devil's lettuce. <laughs> on the palate, you get hammered with dank, citrus, spicy hop. Biscuit and toffee malt character make a strong presence. Oak, peated cherry wood, lightly sweet peach marmalade, tamarind, faint cinnamon, old clove, and an array of other spices make this one of the most <laughs> damned complex DIPAs. They call it a triple IPA. I have had. <laughs> At 11... 11... <laughs> 
I mean, and, if they call it a triple IPA, I don't know what I don't know what grounds your question. I, I no, don't I don't know what that no, shit means, so no. I shouldn't say anything. But they call it a triple. I call it a double because <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> but gosh darn, is it complex? At eleven percent ABV, this drink's smoother than that Starbucks double cream latte you have each morning. Damn smooth. Drinking this way too fast. Why are they coming at Starbucks drinkers? What did they do? I can't imagine how Pliny the Younger could be better than this. A little... Oh, by the way, Pliny the Elder, that's the name of the beer. A little shot there. A little shot there. I think they do a younger one, too. Oh, they do? I think. I'm not sure. Well, I'm going to assume it's a shot. (laughs) Mouthfeel is legit. Medium body, creamy, bitter over sweet, but not overly bitter or sweet. For as big as this is, Hopgunk settles to the bottom of the glass. So not until you're finishing your pour. And that's you. That's you are poor. (laughs) You get some in your mouth. Doesn't spoil the beer one bit as you can simply avoid the last drink or two. Overall, I'm amazed at the wizardry beheld by Alpine in their crafting their IPAs. Such a vast range of world-class offerings. They are the IPA kings. End of discussion. Expo is insanely good. Try it. <laughs> Eek. Yikes. Yikes alive. Oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm all I'm all out of stuff to say about that one. I know, I know. I just it, oh man, it really just 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 dust in the wind at this point. Okay, this is one of those episodes where you've just like exasperated me. I know, I love that because that's what you do fucking every episode to me. I know, and it sucks, and I'm learning empathy, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Can that be the title of the episode? I'm learning empathy. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. That's a pretty good title. <clears throat> okay, this is it. Uh, my second part was short because I had so much fucking shit on Founders. I knew my second part was going to be short. This is a five out of five review. Bullshit. Bullshit. Throw it away. 907. Throw it away. Put it Put it in the fucking blender and make a smoothie. It's garbage. Holy mother puncher. Oh, my God. I was lucky to try this for the first time the day after the release on 9-18-13, and they still had some bottles left, along with being available at the brew pub. I got a glass at the brew pub and was blown away and ended up ordering six more. (laughs) That's right, six more. All I can say is bliss. This is the best damn IPA, triple IPA, I've had in my life. Being in San Diego and having a lot of great stuff around, that is saying a lot. Smell is sweet, fruity, and crisp. Pours with a decent amount of bubbles and head. Taste absolutely amazing, smooth, not too hoppy, and floral sweetness. Hides the APV, 11%, amazingly well, and that's why this one is so special. Absolutely delicious. I would do anything to seek this out. Even worth trading with the Dark Lord to get your hands on it. (laughs) Hail Satan! Let's go! Oh, man. You know, you know what what should really be a red flag about Beer Advocate right away, and they sneak it in on you. What's they, that? the The fact that they rate beer to the one hundredth in the first place. Do we need to rate anything to the one hundredth? Right. 
like, is that necessary? Imagine, really? Imagine if you move the decimal point and it's just a rating system of one to 500. <laughs> that's incredibly stupid, right? You'd be like, nah, that's stupid. No, Sa- that's same so thing. Same, it is the same, same thing. Fucking thing. So interesting. I didn't think about it like that. That's what, that's what I'm here school, for. That's, you need the decimals. Yeah. When you go to grad school, you need that 100th place because what we else? Went to, we went to grad school. You yeah. know all about the decimal. Yeah. yeah. And it, you got you to gotta contain that big brain somewhere. Someplace. You gotta exp- it's, it's in the 100th place. Thank you so much for listening to everyone's <laughs> Sorry, a critic. No, I, you didn't cut me off. Okay. Or you can cut me off. I've had a, I've had a fair amount of gin since the ad break. Isn't that fun, listeners? And if you'd <laughs> like a fair amount of gin, buy it yourself and then email us at foreveracritic at gmail.com or tell us about it on Twitter yeah. at Critic Everyone. You can review the gin you bought to the 100th place. To the 100th Speaking place. Speaking of, I would like to ceremonially pass my gin drink to you to say good job doing my segment better than i did it's now yours you own it thank you i did go to grad school